Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. If you the Gorilla Economist coming to you live on this edition of Markets of Mayhem with our main dude, Algo Cowboy, and he is here. And if you need to get a hold of Cowboy, you can find him over at the Rogue News Discord. And if you need to get into the Discord, email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. And with that being said, Cowboy, what's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good, doing good. I hope I'm coming through clear. So if any of the listeners uh, can let us know, I'm using some new equipment today right now. So you sound perfect, man. That's good. Well, it does to you. Just want to make sure it's coming through on Twitch and elsewhere. So uh, should be okay if if it's good for you. It should be good for everybody else. It is good for me. I think it's good for everyone else. Everyone's good, man. Yeah, and I was uh, like I was saying before, I bought a a new uh, laptop and like a headphone. And uh, gonna introduce the little cowboy to a bunch of family uh, that are that don't live where I live. So gonna right. have to go travel. So I want to make sure I've got my stuff, uh, you know, legit. So you're going back to Cali? To Cali? Unfortunately, I could I could do without going there. <laughs> so, so what do we got going on today, cowboy? Where do you want to begin? Well, um, let me see here. I know we have some uh, some fun stuff. Uh, this is I know we kind of have some jokes a lot of the time about uh, you know like uh, a certain country's weaponry or whatever it might be, but this is actually <laughs> this is I think real video from the from the battlefield. Uh, let me do what? a uh, yeah. Let me do a share screen here. Yep. Share the screen. Window sharing. What happened? They shoot down their own helicopter. Look at this. Are you seeing it? Yeah, I see it. I see it. Are you able to blow it up a little bit, or? Uh, let me see. Let me file save as. Is it? It's a small on the screen. You know, it's in Telegram, so I'm not oh, okay. sure that I can. Yeah. But so, it's, but it's like. It. See, you got like a helicopter going by, and all of a sudden yeah, you yeah, get yeah. like a, you get like a horse and, horse and buggy, and then a bicycle, and they're actually soldiers. On no. in the buggy and on the bicycle. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, you see it? No, I can't see it. Uh, I don't know if I can make it bigger. That sucks, dude. Um, oh, well. Oh, wait, wait. Now it's playing. Now the video's playing. Oh, okay. Oh, oh you know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is? 
Hold on. I can make this. I know how to make this bigger. Hold on. Let me go over to uh, StreamYard. Uh, you know, this new machine, we're dealing with, uh, you know, stuff. How do we do this? Uh, that's not it. Where's the StreamYard? There it is. Okay. So I go to StreamYard. I'm going to cancel the uh, the screen. I'm going to share a different screen. Okay. Hold on. Share screen. Yeah, I know these tips. Window. All right. This will do it right here. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me know. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. There it is. <laughs> yeah, check this out. This is, I think this this was supposed to be in Ukraine. Um, you know, I, I it My comes from God. a website that does that. Look at this. So is this the uh, oh, the, 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 the weaponry that America promised, the heavy tanks and armored vehicles? <laughs> the, the heavy bicycle and <laughs> uh, heavy horse and buggy. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Look at this. Oh my God! No, that's the armored personnel Bradley fighting vehicle. There's the M1 right there, man. M1 main <laughs> battle bike. The M1 battle bike. And there's the uh, M2 Bradley. The, and you know what Edition. they did? Instead of you know how like you hear the stories about how a lot of uh, you know like fighting forces will put say some really scary music like Metallica on speakers. Yeah. Well, the guy in the in this bike took like a baseball card and put it in the spokes. No, no, he didn't. That's funny. It'd be funny if he did. This is—it's great. It's brilliant. It shows you the advanced weaponry, uh, because they've lost. I mean, tens of thousands of armored personnel carriers. I mean, hundreds of thousands of troops vanquished, wiped out. So this is what the Ukrainians are left with. They're left with the finest in French bicycles, uh, some of the finest in Romanian horse carts. French bicycles. <laughs> yeah, French bicycles, man. It could be British. It could be a British bicycle, but uh, yeah, they are, they are, they are. Uh, you know, some of the finest, man. I mean, that is. You want to get around the battlefield? That is the way to go, bro. Well, I mean, so a lot of the uh, a lot of the speech is kind of like changing. If you're if you look at what certain talking heads are saying, and, and I know this isn't really about markets, but it kind of is. Um, you heard about Olaf Schultz and what yeah. he was saying about. Uh, I guess he was saying pretty much admitting that this whole war started in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So kind of, and what that might mean, what it's pretty clear that it means is that the, uh, the supposed Maidan coup where ostensibly, ostensibly um, these, uh, you know, uh, Ukrainians really wanted their freedom. And uh, so they somehow got enough money to hire a bunch of neo-Nazis to, <laughs> oh, God. to go over and have a coup in Maidan square. Um, you know, that's uh, that's the the supposed that's the story we're given, um, but that happened in 2014. So I, I think you know the, there's a lot of double speak going on right now. There's the uh, the Rand report where they're kind of advising that the West pulls out. Um, you know, we gave them like uh, two tanks and a few bicycles. Like, oh, we're going to give you tanks. They give them like two tanks and a few bikes. Now they're talking about fighter jets. I mean, it, you know, to me, it's all kind of like it's all bluster. Like, what are they going to give is. them? I mean, you're going to give them millions and millions of dollars of jets from the early 80s. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's, it's you know, it, they're emptying their own weapon stores. You know, and I love it when these uh, these halfwits are going on these uh, on these shows. And they're like, you know, the reason why and like, again, from the position that, this, that the United States is some advanced, smart, you know, country that knows what the hell they're doing and they're playing 3D chess. The, 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 they go on various shows and, and they're like, yeah, I'm a former CIA analyst and uh, 
the benefit of us being at war with Russia and Ukraine is number one, we get to get rid of a lot of the old used weaponry that we don't need anymore. And number two, we get to test out a lot of the new technology and so on and so forth. It's all a bunch of bullshit, man. There's, there's, and at the end of the day, the U.S. is running out of its own weapon stores. At the end of the day, the U.S. is running out of missiles. At the end of the day, the U.S. is running out of rockets. At the end of the day, the United States is running out of ammunition. Why? Because it makes nothing. It produces nothing. It is a paper tiger that has long outlived its usefulness. It has no value to the world. The United States provides zero value to world stability, world prosperity, world economic growth. It is it, the faster this. This, this carcass is put out to pasture, the better off we all are, including the people that live within the United States. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they, without going too far into the history, basically we got hollowed out. And I think that the, probably the biggest event that began the path to us being hollowed out was in 1913 when President Woodrow Wilson was uh, rumored to have been coerced, more than rumored, um, into signing two acts into power in Congress, one which I believe was never ratified, being the Income Tax Act, yeah. never ratified. Never ratified. Uh, two, never ratified. Two is um, the Federal Reserve Act. So essentially, they impose because we, we didn't have a tax. The only time we ever taxed anything in this country, for the most part, was to raise armies, yeah. um, which is, you know, in another sense, kind of relates to the forever wars that we're seeing. We always, oh, we always got to fund the military, you know, for what? For what? Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then number two is, of course, the income taxes is a way to push us into having less financial freedom, which in the end is kind of where we are now. We've been socialist. We've been a socialist country since probably the 1950s. Whenever uh, Social Security got put in, that is sort of the nail in the coffin to we're no longer a free market or anything resembling that. Um, the only free market out there is going to be black market stuff. That's the yeah. only free market. And that won't uh, exist as long as cash is around. Although, I mean, that, that, that will, the free market has the ability to exist as long as we're able to use paper money. Uh, whether or not that paper money is fiat doesn't matter. Uh, one thing that happened was in Switzerland, uh, yeah, Switzerland, they put to a vote that they will, there will always be paper money. Mm -hmm. There will always be some form of, of like non-electronic money. They actually voted. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how that vote went because I wasn't prepared with that article. I just kind of thought of it right now. Um, do you know how that went? No, I, I, I never even heard of that vote at all. Let's see if I can find it. Swiss vote. Uh, let me see for paper money, I guess. It was in like uh, Zero Hedge maybe yeah. uh, three or four days ago. <clears throat> Swiss vote on preventing – yeah, Swiss vote on preventing cashless society. This is actually out of Reuters. Um, let me go ahead and go back to StreamYard. Now that I don't have my three massive screens ahead of me, like I have to adapt. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a new thing. Um, let's see, window. Where is this article? Oh, I'm going to use the StreamYard window. All right. Share it. Let's go to Brave tab. That's how we do. Uh, there it is. Sure. See, I can accept cookies because I use Brave and I have my, my privacy settings. So no one knows like, you know, what I'm looking at. Swiss to vote on preventing cashless society, pressure group says. Okay, so Swiss citizens will get the chance to try to ensure their economy never becomes cashless, a pressure group said, after collecting enough signatures by Monday to trigger a popular vote on the issue. Um, when that vote happens, I'm not sure it doesn't say here, but all it took was over a hundred thousand signatures. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you think about that, that we have 
probably well i don't know switzerland has 18 million people or something i I think it's a pretty small country population wise if 18 million people or whatever it is if a fraction of our you know population can get 100,000 signatures we can get 100,000 signatures in my state alone i mean i don't know what our uh i don't know what our threshold is or even if we have such a system i believe we do um, we have a petition system here. And, you know, I don't see why we can't just put together that same kind of uh, that same sort of uh, program, you know? Yeah. I mean, just get everybody to to vote or to put a petition to where we cannot go or, or not, not allowed to go cashless. Um, in fact, there is a um, kind of a similar, see zero hedge, the great state of Idaho where I live um, went ahead and put together what a vote that I think is important when it comes to medical freedom. Yep. Banning, uh, making it criminal to administer MRNA vaccines. That's right. They're making it criminal to administer MRNA vaccines. Let me shut down my alerts. Give me one second. Alerts chart. We're going to get into charts today. Um, we have some pretty exciting stuff coming up. I know we've been hinting at it for some time. Um, so we, are going to make sure that we do all that we can to help people, especially in the West, but in any country, doesn't matter, um, to take advantage of one of the last exploits that we have as Americans for yep. making money. Yep. Um, and that comes down to, let me see here, uh, I'm just going to do a search for this. Zero hedge, Idaho, mRNA. And that exploit we're talking about is trading. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I haven't needed a job since uh, like 2017. Yeah. And uh, that's right about the time you and I started working. And, you know, we we had a service called Watch Us Trade about yep. uh, in, in 2018, and that was wildly popular. Uh, you know, crypto was kind of new at the time, so we didn't understand that it was going to just kind of rocket up and then rocket back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't, I mean, we, we kind of knew it could happen, but you know, going through that period, a lot of people didn't have access to trading crypto derivatives. And so, you know, the crypto trading kind of fell off and it wasn't as uh, exciting. So what I did was I went ahead and I did see it coming halfway through. I learned how to trade Forex and I like Forex because uh, you can pretty much trade anytime. Um, And what I mean by that is you, you know, you can go long, you can go short, it's currency pairs, just like crypto, you can trade uh, 24 hours a day, five days a week, kind of like crypto, although you don't, you know, there's times when you don't want to trade, the opportunities are there, if the stock market is is taking a dump, then then Forex is awesome, um, because the dollar gets really strong, and you can just go long in the dollar. If the stock market is doing great, then you can just go short on the dollar. And you're and what you're doing is you're trading across currency pairs, the eight majors, and then you have like 50 or more cur- currency pairs that are easier to tr- or not easier, but that have good enough access besides that. So there's just a ton of opportunity in the forex market. And even if you're not doing forex, what if you want to do CFDs? What if you want to trade indexes? So what we're doing is we're, and we're not going to talk too much about it right now, but we're going to give people the opportunity to educate themselves on how to take advantage of the ability, whether it's a little bit of a side income, whether it becomes your whole income, that's all up to you. But we're, we're going to try to give people the opportunity to take their financial life under control. So that's, that's kind of the, the quick, I don't know if, if you want to add to that. No, I, I think you said it all. I think, uh, you know, what we're going to be cracking open is uh, we, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot and, 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 and making the improvements and some new 
uh, technology that's also been out there. Uh, I think it's going to be remarkable for people to come in at an extremely low point and have something that's going to be generating income for them day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. I mean, you know, either you can, you know, why go to the, the Macy's perfume counter and spray perfume for 15 to $17 an hour when you could actually make a real meaningful impact instead of taking another back-breaking job or working retail or something like that. And this is not a, a get-rich-quick scheme. This is something that's going to not only – I mean, can you become wildly successful with this? Absolutely you can. But if the, if you can do something that takes very little time, that could generate you know a few hundred bucks uh, a week, uh, maybe a few thousand – you know, it, it all adds up. It all adds up at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, end of the year. I mean, imagine like, you know, you, you know, you go to your boss, right? I mean, you know, you, you, you let's just say you have something that makes a thousand dollars a month. That's 12 grand in a year. Imagine, you know, going to your boss right now saying, Hey, I want a $12,000 raise. And he'll look at you and tell you to get out, you know? So this is something exciting and I'm glad to be, to, to be doing this. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and I know we had a question from some of the newer traders. First of all, it's, this is going to be so inexpensive; it's stupid. Um, I know it's people really, really who dumb. offer. It's really dumb. I know people who offer less of a service for about six times the price of what um, we're talking about here. And also, yeah. people ask, "Oh, well, do I need a lot of money to do this?" And the answer is absolutely yeah. not. Nope, nope. For the amount we're charging, it's a pittance. So it's. I mean, I think for what we're offering, it's practically free. Um, and on top of that, you know, I, um, if you ever want to trade a larger account and you take the time to develop a trading plan, then you can actually approach a pro, pro uh, a prop desk, proprietary fund desk. And there are those that are online and you pay a small fee and they watch you trade. They watch how you trade. They put you through like a test. And then if you pass that test, they will grant you. A, uh, an account. And some of them will start you off real small, $500,000 or $1,000. Or some of them, if you pay more money up front, they will be like, okay, well, if you qualify, you get $100,000 to trade. Um, so, you know, th this is what you can do. And, and you keep 80% of the profits, sometimes 85%. Um, so if you, ha if you take the time to develop a good trading plan, a pr proprietary fund at desk will approach you. However, most of the time, it's probably not going to be necessary because as you do this, you're going to get to know people and people are going to want to fund you. And, the, you know, that's a whole different conversation. You have to do that carefully. You have to, you know, you have to understand how to legally do that. And, you know, that's another talk but that's what we have coming up and it's really exciting super exciting looking forward to it super exciting yes sir so uh, but um, yeah that was the uh, that last bit was just uh the idaho lawmakers um i don't know if that's on the screen right now yeah it is but, yeah, uh, yeah. It on the screen. yeah well, well here's have, the interesting uh, background yeah what do i have on the screen is it is that the the, the, new the zero, shot well no 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 you have zero hedge on the screen you don't have the, zero, uh, okay you know what let's do I see what's going on. Um, yeah. I can copy and paste. Let's see here. Yeah, so I'm so used to like having everything a certain way. Now that I've switched to a different system, but it's what okay. Do you I got it here. You, you switched out of Mac. No, yeah, I got rid of my Mac, but I wasn't using Mac before. So I was running yeah. Windows before, but I have a desktop with like three giant screens, and then oh, I can Jesus. put everything on different screens. So now I got a toggle, and um, but yeah, it should be coming up on the uh, on Streamyard. Yeah. Is that yeah. the Idaho? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, 
So this is cool. I mean, it's it's beautiful. What they've done is they're seeking to criminalize the injecting of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Um, now, mind you, uh, the one of the politicians is like, this Democrat's like, well, what's wrong that you don't want people to be able to give um, you know, something that's gone through the testing process and the approval process. And then the Republican lawmaker said, actually, we're hearing conflicting reports on whether or not it has gone through the proper testing process um, and, you know, and whether or not people are actually taking these under informed consent. Now, that's being polite, but that's a politician. So they have to say things a certain way. Basically, what she's saying is bullshit. It didn't go through the testing. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, when you live, I, I know we're talking about moving to other countries and stuff. But in the short term, if you live in the right state, then you have, uh, you know, those kind of opportunities. Um, and I forget who it was last night. I have to go look in my um, in my Discord on my other computer that I'm not using. But he actually said that he had heard um, that in Idaho, there's a situation where uh, people in LDS, you know, Mormons, um, they had to separate young girls from households that had gotten the jab and put them in houses that hadn't gotten the jab because their menstrual cycles were becoming extremely irregular. Oh, wow. And then they – yeah, and this was like in neighborhoods of LDS people. So they had to send their own kids to other people's houses so their own daughters didn't have these problems, these health issues. These, these girls didn't even get the shot, and they were having these major issues. So um, the you know that was here in this state. So there's a good chance that that might be the impetus to what's happened over in Washington. Or in Washington, good lord, in Boise. Um, oh yeah, hobo servant says I need to say mind you. I don't know. Maybe I said something else. Um, but anyway, so that's uh, that's that story. We're we're not really here to talk about health, although in a sense, if there is an issue with um, the uh, that jab, you might be able to take a nice fat short on uh on one of these companies that makes the jabs you know oh yeah man i think uh more and more I, I, you know, rumor has it right rumor has it that football star who uh uh hamlin what his name is hamlin? uh damar yeah DeMar yeah. Hamlin, I think is. yeah yeah there, i mean there are rumors circulating i think you even told me this that there's rumors circulating that um that he is actually preparing a lawsuit of some sort the possibility yeah the, the, it's a rumor so we want to be careful with that but uh basically what the rumor is is that he's lawyered up yeah and, i mean and maybe I, actually be um, too. i mean you saw the uh we the, played i think the video where the michael strahan interview yeah so and he's like, oh, i can't go into that he said yeah so michael strahan asked him this is like hey what did the doctor tell you about why this happened to you on the field and you see damar kind of just like think about it and i think he wants to talk um and a lot of people kind of read this as one thing or another but however you read it it's impossible to know before someone talks what they're thinking however um it kind of made a little bit more sense the way he was acting when i heard the rumor that he perhaps is lawyered up and uh you know might be wanting to take some people to court over you know in particular maybe the NFL for forcing him to, or very highly hard, hard, hard pressuring him to get the job. You know, think about yeah. this. I mean, you, you work, all, you know, I, I don't know where he's from, but I know there's a decent amount of, of sports players who come from, let's just say smaller beginnings and they work all their life to, you know, to become athletes and, and becoming a pref professional athlete is insane. Is um, so, you know, what you go through. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, so, and they, you know, a lot of them come from, you know, a, a rough area or whatever you can say the hood, I don't want to be, you know, whatever. And so, and what they want to do is they want to help their family. They want to get their family out of that situation. Right. So, right. and they sacrifice their bodies. These guys literally sacrifice their bodies, um, you know, to, to go through what they have to go through for this. And all of a sudden, after all the lifelong work, you're forced to do something that ruins your career. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people are not going to be happy livelihood. about that. Your entire yeah. and your body, not to mention. Well, I want you to also think of the nuance. See, every single question is double and triple checked by the network before the interviewer could ask that to the person being interviewed. So that's that mm-hmm. question that Strahan asked was definitely given a green light. And if you look at what mainstream media is doing, you look at what a lot of the uh, investment players are doing right now, the, the, like a lot of these uh, investment houses, they are all going. You know, they're, they're building a counter narrative already against the dispensers of this jab and the creators of the jab. And I think we're heading to a, uh, an inflection point, And this Hamlin case could be it if he does, go, you know, go to, you know, if he does bring about a case. Um, I think we're at an inflection point that something major could happen here, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's like. If this happens, if that is true, if the rumor is true, um, then that could be like the first drop of the waterfall. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, it's just uh, and, you know, if this continues to develop, those out there who are in the markets could look at putting a short on certain pharmaceutical companies, you know, correct. because we're not here. Look, as a trader, sure, I have my own uh, moral whatever quibbles and stuff like that but if like lockheed martin and raytheon are going to go up 10 percent tomorrow and i have a feeling that's going to happen i don't mind putting my money there i might not agree with what they do you can call me what you want to call me i'm in it to win it right yeah. i'm here to make yeah. some cash yeah so what ripple ripple uh the cryptocurrency that's like what the banker's coin supposedly really do i give a shit no i'm here to make some money like that's it yep you know, so and speaking of which, um, you know, I did have uh, some charts here ready to go. I do need to figure out a way to see Brave Tab. Here it is. Um, I know that I'm going to take people through a process of how one can do some charts. I'm going to do a basic bit here. I'm not going to get into as much algo building. Although algorithm building does kind of scare people, um, they think, "Oh, algorithms, uh, computer coding." That's not the case at all. You know, it's not uh, algorithms are not necessarily on the computer. Um, you can put them on there, but that's not the case. We're not even going to talk about that. We're just going to take a look at Bitcoin, and we're going to take a look at what might happen. Um, v, have you heard anything new about whether or not we expect like a new washout to low prices, or whether or not that that kind of danger zone is over? That kind of danger zone might be over. Um, we will know uh, in the next two weeks. I say by the ninth, if we're still maintaining in the $23,000 range, uh, then we're free and clear. Then we could possibly start looking at a breakout to 28. And then uh, and if we go to 28, then we're going to 33 is going to be the next one. Then we're going to start climbing. Because it's uh, funny. All of a sudden, China's back online with crypto, and Hong Kong is reactivating retail 
uh, sector for crypto so that banks can carry it for their clientele. And the U.S., which is the main reason why crypto took a massive hit, is because of the U.S. and all the shenanigans that that criminal Gary Gensler was up to. The disgusting, crooked, nasty, fucking Gary Gensler of the SEC and all the shit he's been doing, going after all these firms. Meanwhile, he met personally with scam bankman fraud weeks and weeks before FTX and Alameda imploded, and he did nothing to stop it. The fact that he is related to... He's best friends with the father of scam bankman frauds, nerdy-looking, negative three-in-stature girlfriend, the one who looks like a troll. Yeah, it looks like an am- amphetamine, you know, riddled troll who's high on amphetamines. The fact that, that they're friends and buddy buddies, you know, there is absolute culpability. And this is why. You know, the whole scam bankman fraud case has been delayed. Uh, isn't that convenient? The judge ordered it to be delayed, okay, uh, which is a tactic. Actually, uh, I don't know if you saw the – there's news on that. You know, there's some news in uh, Zero Hedge about that this morning. Oh, there was? Okay. Um, I didn't even check. Yeah. Uh, let me – That since we're on the subject, um, I'm going to go ahead and leave this screen. Let me uh, stop the screen, move over to Zero Hedge. And uh, they're accusing him of like election fraud or something. Um, let's see here. Oh, scam. Yeah, scam Bankman fraud. I'm, I'm gonna bring it up here. Give me one second. Present the Brave Tab Zero Hedge. That's the one. And uh, by the way, everybody, please let me know how that's showing up on the screen. If I need to zoom in, um, I'm gonna zoom anyway. Give me one second. Um, so Sam Bankman Freed charged with conspiracy to make unlawful political donations, defraud Federal Election Commission. Yeah. So that's kind of a big headline there. I mean, I, <laughs> I've been like, FTX came out and I covered it for maybe a week or two and I just got like fatigue, right? But this does seem worth talking about. Um, you know, it says here, as a result, of this fraudulent conduct. SBF and his co-conspirators caused false information to be reported by campaigns and PACs to the FEC, Federal Election uh, Commission. And that was said by... Let's see, pick frauds. Oh, that's right in the indictment, actually. So, you know, we do have that happening. So, you know, we might get some some resolution on that i don't know i'm not holding my breath that's for sure <laughs> like not holding my breath but since you were mentioning that i figured i'd bring that up Let's see i gotta stop all alerts here back to the charts um so i drew this chart and i shared it in discord by the way um i might you guys not be able to see this give me one second i gotta stop sharing Streamyard. Preset. Then we take a look at bitcoin and we were talking about a potential washout or not. Um, and I've been updating people for free in the, uh, in the, uh, in the what do you call that thing? The Discord chat. Um, talking about what I think is going to happen, um, what I think might happen. None of it is investment advice. So anything we say on the show is not intended or to be construed or used as investment advice. Please consult a licensed investment advisor before risking your money on markets because you can lose your money. 
All of that said, um, the yellow line that you see here on the and you can lose your shorts on uh, on your shorts. You lose your shorts, yeah, on your shorts. Lose your shorts. So um, we're looking at Bitcoin right now. I drew all the stuff, and I'm not going to go through all of that right now. But back on the 22nd of January, I drew this yellow line, and the solid yellow line was what I thought would happen, and then this secondary yellow line. These other ones were other possibilities. it kind of did both, actually. It followed my solid yellow line. And as time goes out from a forecast, um, the chances of your forecast being correct diminish. So I had predicted that price would kind of range and then dump. And it certainly did. But I thought it would head down towards this order uh, block, this mm-hmm. 19,000 level. Yeah. But instead, it went ahead and uh, rallied back up and it followed my secondary path. So I was kind of right both times. Um, so now... As of what is this February the seventeenth? Um, I don't know. That's like a week ago. Uh, that was last Friday. I drew this and this this orange line that I'm going to explode, just so you guys can see the accuracy with which somebody who has some training can actually predict things. And this, by the way, is in Discord. You can go back, you can look last week. So it's not like you know I'm just I didn't just draw this this morning, right? And look at this path that I drew. I mean that's. It doesn't get much more accurate than that. Yeah. And I mean, that's spot on. Right. And even here, you know, to know that it's just going to range kind of like that and then dump. So these are, that's a skill set that I developed over, over years. And most of it was like self-study, right? I have a particular set of skills. (laughs) I will find you and I will trade you. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. Um, so this is how I have it uh, predicted on my uh, uh, mind, you hobo. Um, this may continue to. What were rage. you saying? What, what's this mind you stuff? I said I said mind you, but I was probably half asleep, and I just yeah. slurred it like I was drunk. You gotta, you gotta watch you. out. Hobo mind will jump you. on. Hobo will jump on you for something like that. Hobo's like hobo's a little aggressive. He's he's like that. Um, so. We got this uh, this range that I think is going to continue. I, I don't know that it's ready to bust back up. And I reported, uh, and again, everybody can go back and look in the Discord, but my comments were that if price were to break above like 30000 and then stay there for over a month, like a month and a half, <clears throat> then I'm personally going to be a lot more confident that the, um, the bull market is over. And I, I disseminated that in three different places that can be proven, one of them being the Discord. So um, in this case, what you said, V, what you said like not 10 minutes ago, and everybody can rewind the show and watch it later, but it's literally what V said is what I'm saying uh, on this chart. So I have it ranging, but if price breaks above 27.50 or so, then what's going to happen You you and I have not – another show where you and I have not compared notes whatsoever. Exactly. We didn't compare notes. You know, and, and I have this kind of farther out because as the as the forecast, as I said earlier, as time goes by after the forecast is made, more data is going to come in and I'll be able to have a better estimation of what's going to happen. But if price does rally up above that 27, 28,000, which is literally what the gorilla just said, then we're going to have a, a bit of a resistance here at 32 to 34,000. And that's that's done by using metrics, and you know if you want to learn how to do that, talk to me privately. But at that, and that's why I knew price would do what it was going to do in all those prior scenarios that we just showed. So um, basically, what we're looking at is if price can break above thirty four thousand, 
And I'm going to have two levels of confidence. I'm going to have confidence level that the bear market is over. Level number one, price goes above 28,000 and stays there for several weeks. And I'll be like, okay, there's a really good chance that the bear market is over and the bull market is coming, right? Now, if price rallies above 35,000 or just say 34,000 and it stays above that for at least five or six weeks, then I'm going to be about 80 maybe 90% sure that the bear market is over. Now, mind you, my boat sermons. Um, if that if that happens, there is always the chance that there is a black swan. Um, some country makes, you know, like China or or the US truly make Bitcoin illegal or something. Um, you know, uh, there's a nuclear, you know, explosion. I mean, a lot of things can happen that can cause the technical market to fold back up because what happens with markets is you generally you get a shock of some kind you get a market shock and then the technical market unfolds and the way that i trade is i look and i rely on those um those market shocks to add volatility to the market and then once the shocks kind of been digested by the market i rely on the technicals to predict where price is going to go and it's what i've done for now six years do this for six years i have not needed a job um and uh, yeah v and i had our little you know, we have some business together we have in the past we still do um but i primarily primarily rely on like my income from trading yeah it's, it's great now i'm not saying that somebody should go ahead and plan to trade full-time in fact it's actually a really good idea not to do that so what, what i do is i have Basically, I have programs that I developed with like when I started trading where one can still have a full time job and learn how to trade and even trade yeah. because there is the ability to do that. So and that's again, that's getting on kind of a, a longer topic. But before I move on, um, V, do you or does anybody in the audience have a chart that they want to see? I want to see the Ethereum charts, man. OK, let's take a look. Let's take a look at Ethereum. That's one thing that I haven't really looked at and I would love for you to. Take a crack at it. Sure. All right. So I'm going to go to the weekly chart. So everybody's going to see right now how I do my thing on the long term. Okay. Um, so this is the weekly chart. Okay. So that is um, every single one of these bars, these candles. Uh, what they do is they represent one week's worth of price action. And that's called the interval. So up on the top here, there's like, the, I have some very odd intervals because what I do is I test which intervals work. And I don't like to trade where everybody else trades. Everybody uses the daily, everybody uses the weekly, everybody uses the, the hourly. You know, you'll notice I have like the three minute, the 18 minute, the 108 minute. Like I have some weird stuff because what I do is I freaking build algorithms and I do a lot of testing. I've done thousands of hours of testing. Anyway, so on the weekly, what we're looking at is very similar to Bitcoin. So in t most crypto is going to follow Bitcoin. Ethereum will actually rally. Sometimes it will be, or I should say often, it's the first altcoin to rally. I can tell you right now what it looks like, and it probably looks the same on the Bitcoin chart, is we're looking at a very basic, old school, newbie trader pattern called the bull flag. Um, there's a lot of traders out there who they're, <laughs> I'm going to say something kind of messed up. Right. But I have you and I have a trader that we used to work with. Oh, and yeah. we're not going to say his, his name. He's a good mm -hmm. guy. He's a good trader. He's profitable. He's a good friend. But what he what's happened over the years is he is embarrassed at what he didn't know. 
what he didn't used to know, right? So he would mm-hmm. be like kind of going over trading and it was perfectly good trading, nothing wrong with it, old school ways. And then he learns like this new kind of trading and then he is ashamed of how he used to trade for whatever weird reason. Yeah. Well, look, if something works and it worked before, it's going to work again usually. Yeah. Yeah. And old school patterns, there's nothing to be ashamed about old school patterns. And this right. old school pattern is called the bull flag, right? Yep, so it. the way a bull flag works is it's, and this is a short term, um, like nickels worth of free forecast. We're going to get on the show right here and now. Okay. So provided that the market, the market provided that the market remains bullish, then what I think is going to happen is first of all, we're going to look at structure, right? You're going to look yeah. at some past structure. Uh, price tends to reject right actually before structure, not right at structure, but right before it. So right before structure, which these are the structure marks, price tends to rally just before that. And just before structure tends to be a gap in volume. And that's yeah. where things tend to reject. A lot of people think it rejects at the structure. And oftentimes it does, but it it's that's actually not the case always but anyway we're gonna get too too technical here so price is going to want to fall if it goes up if we get a nice big move up price is also going to want to move back down whatever structure is in place so here and in a very bullish scenario way up here so ethereum may rally up and it might get stopped at 2050 however we do have some tools that might be able to help us make a little more accurate of a prediction as to where it might go. Yeah, um, we're going to start with a fib, a Fibonacci retracement tool, um, and I'm going to take a look at the 618. Now, what that means is that uh, Fibonacci numbers are something that are found in nature, um, that like pine cone patterns, and you know uh, the ratio of one finger joint to another finger joint, right? Sure. That's all. You know, those are Fibonacci numbers. And in trading, price tends to move to certain numbers. Mm. So yeah. an impulse is a hard move. Right. And then after the impulse comes a retracement. So the impulse down here was from 3,500 all the way down to 900 or so. And then now we're seeing like sort of a retracement. And retracements tend to go to the 618. Okay. Now they don't always, in fact, the 618, it might be the 382, which is right here, right below this kind of structural line. So yeah. for a short-term target, I would actually be looking below structure, right? Below structure. And I would look at the 382 because this structure is blocking the move up to the 618. Yeah. So we can, we can refine this a bit, but we're just going to keep it kind of simple for this discussion. Now, the way a bull flag is going to work is the impulse up. So the impulse up on this flag started down here. So price kind of, uh, let's do this. Price kind of rallied up from this low and then came back down to the, or I'm sorry, rallied up to this high from that low, came back down to this higher low, right? And this is when a new trend began. So we know we're in an uptrend right now, at least temporarily, because we have had a violation of the downtrend, right? Right. So the downtrend was you have a, a low, a lower high, a lower low. That's a downtrend. Once you have that lower low, that second lower low, you're in a downtrend. But then what happened is price actually rallied up, created a higher low, and then now price violated that prior high right here. This is the prior high that price violated. And when it violated Mm -hmm. that prior high, we're now in what's called a bullish rotation, which means an uptrend could happen, right? In fact, it pretty much has happened because you have a higher high. So if price goes down and makes a higher low, then you're in an uptrend by definition, 
Okay, gotcha. and then it, and it continues to rally up. So we're we're in what could be the beginning of an uptrend, and the rest of the market seems to agree with that. So now that we've gone through you know trend definitions and how to identify one, which is a free lesson, um, now we're going to look at how far could this go. A bull flag tends to rally as high as the pole. So you take the pole, right? This left the flag pole. Yeah, the copy. I could copy and paste it, so you have the exact same. Right, just copy it and paste it. And then you put it from the bottom of the flag, this low right here. So I'm going to zoom in. That little low at the bottom of this purple candle. Sure. That's going to be the low. And so what I could do is I can put the bottom of that flagpole at the low. And the highest it's going to go in this scenario is going to be somewhere below this structure. Right. So we know that whatever trade we're taking may be unwise to go above that structure. Yeah. And then we have this, this 382 FIP, right? this Fibonacci right here at the 382 and the flagpole kind of goes above that, but the 382 is a, that 382 is a retracement from this older, bigger impulse. So the 382 is kind of a good place because it's below the structure and it's a Fibonacci number, right? Yeah. Um, there's, a, so there's a few other ways to, to kind of refine this, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of some of this noise and we're going to do what's called a Fibonacci extension. Now, what we're doing right now is old school price action trading. We're not using algorithms, okay? Um, now, I'm going to use the extension tool. And again, I, I'll be able to show people how to do this. And this is this is kind of like the basic bitch level of what I'm showing people how to do. You know what I mean? It's not really what we're talking about doing in the, in the platform we're opening, but it's in there. So I'm going to go from the bottom of this impulse, the impulse up, the flagpole. And I'm going to go to the top of it right here because the, the way the flagpole worked was it went up and then it moved back down here. Okay, so the flagpole ended at this peak right here. So I'm going to do an extension and I'm going to go to the top, that, that top, and I'm bring it back down to the bottom. And we're going to have a couple of targets that could be good based on a Fibonacci extension, based on a trend continuation pattern. So Cowboy, without, without giving too much away and sure. for the sake of time. What, oh, do you yeah. think, what do you think the price target is going to be on Ether? And then we can go talk about gold. Uh, we can talk about if there's any market news. And we can wrap up with that. With that. Uh, 1900. Excellent. So this one, this 1272, that target, mm -hmm. corresponds with this 382 from the prior FIB. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. That's it. Okay. Um, so what, what do you silver? want to talk about? Let's talk about silver. S uh, we'll do a, a little bit of a less technical talk about silver, right? Mm -hmm. Very um, so, so silver, uh, silver looks not that great right now. Um, it's headed down uh, to keep it basic. And I'd have to look at my algorithm to really get more information on this. But if the, it's kind of in a short, like if I zoom in, that's going to be a downtrend, right? Uh, it's And it is a downtrend as it is. So we got, you know, like this. Lower lows, lower highs, lower lows, lower highs. So if the downtrend continues, um, what we have back here is a lot of support from this price action. So there's a decent chance it's going to kind of stop going down around there. And that target is going to be anywhere from $17 to $19, maybe even not that low. But yeah. I'd say 19 like if price gets in the low 19s, or maybe even towards like 17 or and especially if it gets a little bit lower, it's a decent chance it's going to be a good buy. You know what? It, what it is is that they're gonna. I think the silver and everything is going to be in relation to what the Fed's doing. So the the, the narrative right now is mm -hmm. that as long as the Fed is uh, hiking rates, 
then silver is going to go down compared to the dollar. And that actually, and the narrative is that if the Fed reverses that decision and starts to cut the rates, the silver is going to go up. And there is truth to that. But the caveat is that every time the Fed has pivoted from hiking to dropping, most markets dump. So there could be a nice opportunity to pick everything up right after the Fed pivots and everybody and their mother thinks the market is going to head back up. History tells us, now it might not happen, but history tells us that it's most likely going to happen is that the markets are actually going to capitulate a bit. So you might have like a, a good uh, opportunity to pick some stuff up. Excellent. But yeah, but I have a look between 17 and $19 for a short-term target on silver. Yeah, I got to see the same thing. And using less words, um, we can look at gold. Yeah, let's uh, get a quick uh, gold number. Um, anywhere from sixteen to uh, say seventeen fifty, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's you know, again, it's I need to look at the algorithm to to really, but just price action wise, anywhere from like sixteen to seventeen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Triple H Shepard. Triple H Shepard in the in the chat is asking a question to you. Do you trade options? Options. No, I, I have. I used to do credit spreads. Mm -hmm. For a short time, I did credit spreads, which is where you buy and sell options. Yeah. Um, so you, you make money on the premium and you can make money on the actual option trade. Um, you know, I, I, I like features. Um, you know, I don't like to have to look at a calendar saying, oh, this option is going to expire and I have to yeah. deal with that. You know, yeah. I'm a, I, I, don't, I don't trade for months. I, I'll hold certain cryptos and I'll hold metals for long term, but options, I'm just not patient enough for that. Yeah, I hear you. And, and it's, I got futures. I don't need options. Mm. Yeah, I know enough about options to to like have a brief cursory conversation about it. I know some people I can actually um, refer you to. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Mecca. What is this? Mecca and Soul Brother. I'll Are go you a lifter? Me. Are you lifter, Mecca? You go to the Mecca to lift in LA? Mecca and Soul Brother? I don't know. Could be. I'll go around. I'll go around. Yeah. So, um, so what you're looking at now, this is a weekly on Algorand. It's just sitting on support. Um, I know Algorand is something that seems to have done well, but I mean, it's bottomed out. Yeah. So like a lot, it, it looks like a lot of cryptos right now where it's bottomed out, but in the near term, That's it has, funny. it looks, well, it, it's, it's moving up in the near term, but it's a, up against a resistance. So Algorand is going to have to pop above say 45 cents for me to be, be confident that it's going to go anywhere. Um, and if I were to say like, you know, if Algorand does not make an all-time high in the next market cycle, and it very well could, prior all-time high was at $3, right? So um, let me see here. Just some real basic numbers without refining them and taking a lot of time. Um, I would say if you, if you buy Algorand and it goes up, good places to look to take profit to be safe would be around like $1.80 um, and maybe like $2.30. And that's based on FIB alone. So there's a lot more data. If I want to get deeper into that, you can ask me in the in the Discord. Um, so what else? We got any other uh Hey Pete Rock questions? Feels smooth. Nice. <laughs> got it. Nice. What do, what do people want to see? Any any cryptos they want to see? V you want to see anything? No, I'm good. Um anything on the market? Well, how's the Dow looking? Uh, what's your take on the, the next few weeks? Oh, Cardano. Hobo wants to know about Cardano. Cardano. Uh, ADA USDT. Uh, well, okay, same kind of conversation as with Algorand, and that's any any altcoin is going to look that way. Although I do like the short term on Cardano a little bit more than I like on Algorand. That's that bull flag scenario. Um, so again, we'll just keep this super super simple on Cardano. Copy and paste the bull flag, put to the low point, and then we'll take a look at structure. 
Yeah. If Algorand can pop, or Algorand, if uh, Cardano can pop above 44 cents, it could go reasonably around the 50 cent mark. And 50 cent is a nice round number and markets tend to want to reverse because people go, oh, 50 cents. And like, hey, I made a bunch of profit. And so, you know, people just tend to um, sell at those numbers. But on a higher time frame, if, you know, Cardano's high was at about $3.11. Um, and just keeping this super, super simple, uh, maybe $1.12 and maybe around a dollar ninety are good places to take some profit off the table if we see a new cycle. But you know, that's I, I would uh, again. That's very basic. I'm not getting too deep on that in this show. Doc, um, eight oh eight. I'm sorry. Oh, forget. It. Hold on. Go ahead, Doc, Doc, eight oh eight. Eight oh eight. Any scalp trading you do? You trade All day. Scalps. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, I, I scalp. Um, you know, now Doc, I have something. That's a little uh, deeper. If you guys are in the platform, we can talk more about it, but I teach people about risk reward ratio. And so I always make sure that I have a good ratio of risk to reward before I take a scalp. Hmm. So I'm not, I'm not going to scalp just to get a few pennies. If I'm going to lose a few dollars by messing up, I have to, if I have to scalp to make $2, that means that the most I can lose is $2 or less. Sure. Uh, Thoughts on avalanche from Mecca and. Ah, Good coin. With a reminisce over you, Mecca. With a reminisce over you. So um, this is a good coin altogether, even fundamentally. And I'm not a fundamentals guy. Um, we're, we're in another, you know, again, all your alts are going to look the same. So if, you had, if you've learned how to do a bull flag by now and look at structure, then you can just repeat this with any altcoin. Um, but we're looking at a potential high of like maybe 30 bucks, but it, but a good place to take some profit off the table short term might be uh, $27. Again, this is all educational and uh, you know, like none of this is investment advice, as we said earlier in the show. Um, long term, uh, 93 looks interesting long term. And, you know, for maybe taking some profit off the table, you know, if you want to hold it, that's fine. But yeah, I like even lower than that, say, Maybe like 90 bucks or 89 just to keep below that round number. That's like a good place, I think, for my own purposes. Is, and then maybe 110 bucks. That's is, another, another good spot. John Michael Karma, is Digibyte relevant these days? Uh, Digibyte, I think, is possibly relevant from a – like it, it's such a uh, community-driven coin and always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it ever going to be anything huge? Well, I mean, shoot, in 2021, it made its way up to 18 cents. You know, so that's like more than 10 times where it is right now. And there's a really good chance that if we see another run up and Bitcoin makes an all time high, then all these other coins are going to do the same thing. So, I mean, you know, a lot of these coins right now are potential 10 X's. I mean, it really depends on a lot of things. Is it relevant from a fundamental standpoint? Eh, um, I think for the community it is. I think you'll always have those people that use it, which in a way is important. It's like a cockroach that never dies. Um, You know, am I going to go heavy on it? I'm not. You know, that might help. All right. Last two coins. We're going to do Theta and we're going to do, um, what's the other one? Theta and XRP. That's it. Okay. So uh, Theta and XRP. Yep. Theta and XRP. Theta from the Cliff High days, although a lot of people still like Theta. Um, So let's see here. Go ahead and do our, you know, again, this is all going to be the same. (laughs) Um. If you, if I were to take some profit off the table with Theta, I'd be looking at about 960 long term, and maybe, um, yeah, like 11, 
1175 long term. Short term, um, I would be looking at maybe. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a buck fifty. Um, without without really doing a whole lot of work, just eyeballing it. Yeah. Um, that's what I would do. You got to make do your own research and make mm-hmm. your own decision on that. Last, um, last but not least, uh, we'll XRP. Do, yeah, XRP, and and finally Hex. That's it. Oh no! You guys want to do? Who's asking for Hex? Get the hell off my freaking show! Hey, stop it! Stop hex it! Trash. We, got the, the, we got some hexagons that pop in from time to time. Well, they can go back to Hexaco. All right, so, all right. So let's see here. Um, I mean, look, if everybody thinks Hex is going to be the thing and they pump it up, I'll make profit on it. But I, it doesn't have any use. It's just the same thing as all the other coins. Um, so it's just there. All that is, is is a rehash of coins that already exist. It's just a it's it's a cash cow for some people like Richard Hart, who is a freaking criminal. You mean, um, uh, so Richard Schuler. Schuler, Yeah, Richard Schuler. Who's under? Who's been arrested for how many crimes? I don't know. Um, maybe none. I don't know. So let's see here. Uh, short term for XRP. Uh, short term. I. This is the only coin besides like. Well, there's a couple, but this is the only coin in any amount that I just don't sell, and it has to do with um, the way that the that Ripple Labs has relationships with like the IMF and stuff like that. I don't care if it's the banker's coin. So what? I'm going to make money off of it. I'm pragmatic. I have no attachment, no love to no coin. Um, a decent target for XRP short term might be around 50 cents, maybe below that, like 49 cents. Um, and that's just, again, this is, this is eyeballing it more or less. Um, you know, long term, if you're not a fundamental, if you want to just kind of look at a place to take profit off the table from a technical standpoint, um, then I would be looking at that 83, you know, and a half cents maybe, mm-hmm. or perhaps like a dollar 18 ish that that'd be like a short term profit taking, maybe cover your cost basis. Let's say you invested a thousand dollars and now you have 6,000, you know, take a thousand off and, and make sure you don't lose any money. Like not advice. That's what I do. Do your own research. Yeah. Last but not least. Okay. This is the last one. All right. My favorite Hex. coin, Monero. Oh, we're not we're not gonna do hex. We will do hex and then do a quick, you know, 10 second dust up on hex and then we'll do Monero. Okay, let's see. Just to keep the right, so, hexagons happy. Yeah, well, you know, and, and the hexagons are like rabid religious freaks, right? And this actually is probably being reflected in how well price is doing compared to other coins, because this move up is pretty powerful. It's also pretty inorganic. Um, but that's fine. So it's broken above this resistance, right? Um, so I'm, I'm not going to worry, you know, there's not really like a flag to look at or any of that. Um, it has kind of ran into resistance around 1240. However, um, it could head up to like maybe 30 bucks or say like 28 bucks, decent, uh, little spot. Um, maybe around like 48 bucks. If you, you know, if, if I was to look to take off some profit and I wasn't like a believer and I was just making money on the, on the move. Um, and then what was the last one? Monero. I like Monero. I love Monero. The only, the real crypto. Yep. The only real crypto coin is Monero. Exactly. Everything else pretends to be Monero. Pretty much. Uh, And unfortunately, it's not doing that well. Uh, But Monero can can move opposite to the market. So, you know, people invest in Monero, I think, more for actual fundamentals than any other coin. 100% actual real utility. Real utility. It's, I mean, it is on... 
it was in a downtrend. It's got a bullish rotation. So, um, you know, and again, eyeballing, right? Not doing a whole lot of work here, just using supports, resistances, price extremes. Um, it, it's, it, it looks like it wants to range, but if the whole market does well, it could kind of move back up. And just looking at your recent kind of highs, you know, you're looking at maybe 265 maybe 330. Those areas are not bad places if I were to take some profit off the table. Um, Monero is the kind of coin that I wouldn't sell though, um, right. just because I think it's I think it's the real, I would use it. I would actually use Monero as it's intended to be used, but I don't know that I would be selling it. Hmm. Um, but that's just my own opinion. Do your own research, all that. I think that covers it, man. That That covers it. Yeah, uh, and that price action stuff that you guys saw, that's just like <laughs> that's like one one thousandth of what I do. It's just, you know, that stuff I'm showing you is kind of the old school way. So we're not really giving away a whole lot here. That's just a little free lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to the end of the program. Cowboy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been always a fun pleasure. Uh he'll be back uh next week for another markets and mayhem. Have your questions ready because we will go live on questions on all things market-related, economics-related, and even geo-economically related. So be careful out there. Be safe. Watch out for derailing tra uh, train cars, exploding factories, and burning food processing centers. Oh, uh, you know what? Real yeah. quick on that. Uh, Joaquin Flores says that it's close to 100 uh, food processing and other, Jesus. you know, that have, that have had issues like fires and Sh stuff, Just so. within the United States or? It, within the U.S. Jesus that's if, if I remember correctly, I'd have to go look at yeah. that again, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure that's what he said. I'm sure. I mean, the guy's spot on. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, folks, we're at the end of the show. Lots of things going on. Uh, as the world crumbles, well, not the world, as the United States crumbles around you, you know, take advantage of it. Chaos and opportunity is the same word in Chinese. So, crummy crisis and opportunity. So be opportunistic, be pragmatic, not dogmatic. Break all the rules. What? Crunchy egg roll? <laughs> That's what that means. What? Crisis, Crisis and opportunity. I just ruined your entire outro, dude. You I'm so sorry. You I jacked you up. up dude. It was great. Like I ruined Crunchy the whole thing. You know that 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 is. I think I think we can roll with that. I think you make t-shirts. Crunchy egg roll. Crisis and opportunity. Crunchy egg rolls. Right. Huh, okay. That's like our code. That's code right there. That's code right there. Crunchy egg roll. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm sorry, dude. That's all good, brother. It's all good. So with that being said, folks, we're at the end of the program, uh, and we'll be back tomorrow with Vela's. I believe Vela's will be on tomorrow. And I think we have Harley. And with that being said, see, CJ's not here. Let me take it away. CJ's not here? No. Crunchy Egg Roll, take it away. Crunchy Egg Roll, take it away. I like that name, dude. I might run with it. Not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs>